Welcome to the Early Retirement Show. If you are a longtime listener, thank you. And if you are new to the show, as a reminder, this show is dedicated to helping you retire early, otherwise known as the show dedicated to helping you understand what you have to do to be in a position where you are financially free, where work is now optional. So whether you are a few years out from retirement and you just want to know everything to prepare for that big date, or you're new in your journey and you want to get a head start on maximizing what you've worked so hard for throughout your life, this is the show for you. So we discuss everything from investments to taxes to insurance and everything that comes in between. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. Welcome back to the Early Retirement Show. Today's episode is a fun one really understanding what should you be spending your money on. Now, I know that's broad and you're saying, well, it's going to spend it on what I care about most. And I certainly hope that you do that. But as we're looking at financial planning and strategies and taxes and investments, there's a lot to consider. And so there's a quote that I often like to go back to, and it's one that I, I hear consistently, which is, you can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. Now, that might be something that you listen to and you go, wow, that's amazing. I, I I never thought about it that way. Or you might go, I want everything. How can I have everything? Now, I, I doubt that you fall in that boat because no one wants everything. I, I assume you don't want 50 cars or 100 cars because now you have a hassle where you're now having to maintain a lot of these things. But the benefit of this thinking of you can have anything you want but you cannot have everything you want. Well, one, you don't want everything. I can promise you that is gonna be more of a headache. But two, it's the idea that if you're intentional with your money and with your goals, you can live that dream life and you don't have to wait to a certain date. Sometimes people live their life as if, hey, once I hit X date and have X amount of dollars, that's when I'm really gonna start living. That's when life's gonna be different. And I wanna consider people and really invite them to think about it a little bit differently. And so in today's episode, that's what I wanna talk about, which is how can you have what you want? How can you value that? What's the thought process to go through when it comes to thinking about stuff like this? So before I go ahead and hop into that, wanna highlight a recent review as I've been doing in recent weeks. And this one comes from MarketJacker12, which is, I'm so glad I stumbled across such a quality podcast that provides real value to me. I am young, so the advice really feels like I'm setting myself up better for the future. Ari is so eloquent and makes tough concepts much easier to understand. I hope new episodes keep coming out because this podcast is a real gem. Well, Market Jacker 12, I really appreciate that comment. And many people who are listening to this right now are a few years out from retirement, hoping to prepare and understand what makes most sense for them, while others are... 10, 15, 20 years from retirement in their mid-30s, and they're saying, hey, what do I need to do to best prepare for retirement? So glad that that has been helpful, and I promise more episodes are going to continue to come. Now, some of you might have heard of someone named Ronald Reed, and Ronald Reed is an example I'm going to just share briefly before understanding how can you get more of anything you want, not just everything, which is that Ronald Reed essentially is a personal finance expert's dream. And Ronald Reed was a gas station attendant and a janitor who amassed an $8 million fortune, yes, $8 million fortune, through a combination of frugal living and a buy and hold investment philosophy. Now, when he died, the majority of the money that was bequeathed to a local library and hospital, now the craziest part of this whole story 
Um, and this was talked about in detail by Ben Carlson, who has a blog, A Wealth of Common Sense, a great blog that I subscribe to. And he says, the craziest part of this story is no one in his local community had any idea Reed was so wealthy, not even his stepchildren. In fact, most people assumed the opposite. And his lawyer ended up saying, and I quote, You'd never know the man was a millionaire. The last time he came here, he parked far away in a spot where there were no meters so he could save the coins. Now, I don't tell you that to say that you should park away to save the coins. If you have the money to park closer and you want to park closer, great. Most of you do. Most of you should. I'm not discounting that by any means. But what I want to look at is, and this is, I don't want to say not on the financial side because it certainly is. Everything is. Um... But in terms of accumulating wealth and your life's mission and what you care about, I want to take a step back and understand what does living below your means mean? Do you have to do it? How does that impact your overall financial plan and your strategy? And these results are really spectacular. For examples like Ronald Reed, and he was able to be so charitable, which is wonderful. Now, you might be be hearing this going, that's great, but I work so hard for my money. I want it to work hard for me and I want to spend every last dollar. And if that's you, wonderful. It's your job is to do what you want to do. Now you might say, hey, I have legacy goals. You might say, hey, I don't have any legacy goals. I don't have family. I want to spend every last dollar. I worked hard for it. Great. Let's help you understand how you can best do that. If you have legacy goals, great. Let's understand how much money you want to leave to them, how much you want to make, how much you need to be invested, things like that. Now, in there's this book that Perkins, and when I say Perkins, it's coming from Die With Zero, which is a book. Perkins, he details how he spent a decent chunk of his net worth on a blowout 45th birthday party um, in St. Bart's. And one of the things that, that's just interesting, he writes about his love of travel and poker specifically, um, taking from this A Wealth of Common Sense blog, is he says, living life fully takes many forms. For example, I love to travel and I love poker. So I take lots of trips, some of them to play in poker tournaments. This means I spend a big percentage of my savings every year on travel and poker. But don't get me wrong, I'm not an advocate for everyone spending their savings on travel, let alone poker. What I am an advocate for is deciding what makes you happy and then converting your money into the experience that you choose. So to me, this resonates in that I don't enjoy poker, but I know many people do. I do enjoy traveling. I know a lot of people enjoy traveling. How can you be very intentional with your money? How can you splurge, and I mean splurge, on the things you care about most and Oftentimes, people will be hesitant to do so because they think that they don't have the means to do it. Or even if they know they probably have the means to do it, they don't have the confidence to do it. You might, just for example, and I might be wrong here, but you might be going out to a restaurant and there's some hesitation on should I get an appetizer or should I get dessert or should I get another drink, even if you have the means to do it, even if you're probably confident you do, but you're just not taking that next step. That's where budgeting comes in and not just general budgeting, like let me whip out a spreadsheet, put some numbers down there and then have a good day. No, people aren't checking in on that and that doesn't give confidence. Budgeting is something that must be done not not consistently by any means. I rarely budget because of the way my budgeting strategy is set up. I don't have to because I have a sense of where I'm at with everything and I will be the first to spend tremendously when it comes to travel. I love going out to eat with my partner, so I want to be able to spend and not think twice and I don't have to because there's other expenses that I don't incur. For example, 
owning a very nice car is not something to me that that just provides a ton of value in life. I have friends who love their cars and to them, they say amazing and they want to go out to eat. I say, great, then do that. But if we take the example of we both have $1,000 every month and I want to spend 750 on dining and going out to eat and the other 250 I want to put into a brokerage fund so that I can retire early or just for another goal, well, that's what I care about most. I'm going to spend that 750 every month. I'm not going to spend bad. Now, I'm not going to feel bad, should I say. Now, someone else might say, hey, I want to spend $300 a month on a car that I really enjoy, which I assume that doesn't get you a great car, but just for this example's sake, um, $300 a month on a car and uh, $700 a month on going out to eat, then wonderful. That's your goal. But now there's not a whole leftover to save and invest for your other goals. So once you understand and really think through, what do you value most? I encourage you to write it down. Now, some of you might say, hey, I don't I do not do that anymore. I, I just use my phone or my tablet or whatever you use. Then great. But do the exercise to really think through, what do you value most? Now, just some examples in case it's helpful is I love fitness equipment. So I will not feel bad in the slightest. I'm investing in my health. Rather than seeing the doctor, I would rather pay for a sauna. And a sauna is not cheap at all. But I split a sauna with my brother. And not only does it provide health benefits, but it provides experiences, some conversations that with my brother that I never would have normally had because I didn't buy that sauna. And so when it comes to you and your goals, are there things that you say, you know what, I'd really love to go buy this for example, a client bought a basketball machine that throws the ball back to him automatically every single time. Now, as opposed to taking 200 shots, he says he can now take between 1,000 to 3,000 shots, have a great time, and is more efficient. And he said, I never wanted to spend the money because it was expensive. Well, it certainly can be expensive, but if you have the means to do it and that's what you value doing, that's why we have money. The last thing I want is for you to feel like you have to be stingy just because stingy sake. Now, now to really quantify that for you, if you don't have the means to spend, it's a different story. But if you say, you know what, I do have the means, or even if you say, you know what, there's not a whole lot left over each month, revisit the budget and determine is everything you're spending money on something that you, you value. Now, there might be things like life insurance. Okay, it might, might not be the most fun monthly payment, but you value it because it provides a certain level of peace of mind. There might be other things that you say, you know what, I don't love it, but I understand that buying, just for example, um, clothing is something I want to do. Now, if you love clothing, you might say, hey, that trade-off means I can't do this other activity. This you fully understand, I'm aware of, but I always like to re-invite re that conversation, revisit it. And that's what we do when we're doing financial planning is we're understanding, I want to know what, what you care about most. I want to know about your dreams. I want to know about your fears. What keeps you up at night? What excites you? What makes you wake up in the morning and go to work? How can we best use your money to accomplish what you care about most. So that's it for today's episode. A little bit of a different one, um, a fun one, an important one, and one that I hope you can share um, with other people who you think can value from it as well. So thank you for supporting the show. Please do continue to share that, and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. 
earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.